Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. We're going to talk about being strong in the Lord. Now, I love this quote. The more you pray, the less you'll panic. You know, you could be looking around right now and you could be in panic mode when you see what is happening all around you. I mean, we've got scripture that is being fulfilled this very day. End time scripture is being fulfilled this very day. And if you look at that and the war, I mean, you know, here they're sending rockets over into Israel. And we know that Middle East and how it's so... Um, strategic as far as end times go, the things that are happening in our nation at this very hour, uh, you know, it's setting up for uh, a uh, one world government. Amen. And you think it's a political party. Mm -mm. What do you think has happened in Europe? What do you think has happened in Europe? They've lost their minds. They, I mean, the Bible... Scripture? Church? No. And that's what they want to bring here. And that's what they're doing this very moment to do that. And so all of that can cause panic. And, and we can think, my goodness, what is going on? But if you pray, you will not panic. That's why I love that quote and, quote, and it's really true. If you pray and you keep that lifeline with God and that communion with the Lord... Hooked up, you'll receive the source and the supply that you need, and you won't be in panic mode. You know, some people, they, they don't understand. And when it comes to prayer, oh, they're just going to pray tonight. I don't, I, don't need to, I don't need to be there. I don't need to do that. You know, I've got to do this and that. What we don't understand is all those things that we love and enjoy, if we do not hook ourselves up with Jesus Christ and His Word and His principles and do things His way as an individual, as a family, and as a, a church, and as a nation, if we do not, the things that you're enjoying with your family, the things that you're enjoying in life will be no more. That's where it's headed and ultimately. But see, the church is what is restraining in this day and hour. The Antichrist, all of that, it's going to be revealed. But the church has to be out of here before that can happen. So you and I need to be about the Father's business, and we need to be in prayer. We need to be seeking the Lord and praying His will upon the earth. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. And that's why praying in the Spirit is so important because we don't always know what the will of the Lord is, but we know that when we switch over in praying in the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 26, that we are praying the perfect will of God. Now, what do you think about that? I like that. I want to, I, you know, you can in your self, you don't know how to pray perfectly. But you get into that spirit realm, that other dimension, and you are praying on a different level. It is supernatural. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, that before I got filled and I started reading things, and Eddie said, you know, let, let's go pray together. And he had just been filled with the Holy Spirit. And I said, whoa, I don't want to pray with you. You'll pray in tongues. And I know that's supernatural. I knew that. I knew it was super. How can you pray a language you don't know? 
How can you speak in a language that you've never learned? It's supernatural. That's what it is. Amen? So that's a, that's a powerful truth right there. Okay, so I want you to turn to Ephesians 6, and we're going to read in verse number 10. And I have got my Bible in Ephesians 6 so marked up that I could barely even read it. But it's like there's so many truths in there that really speak and minister to me and uh, in, in where we live as humans and as believers. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now, He didn't say to us, to be strong in our own selves, have self-determination, and you know, you're going to make it. He said, be strong in the Lord. Now, you, you have a union with Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? He lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Isn't that right? So that is a union. That is a partnership. Be strong in that union. But if you, if you study this out, it's, it's really saying be strong in the Lord in ruling power. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you get a hold of this, it will radically change your prayer life. It has mine. It has mine. I know that when I go to God in prayer, I've got ruling power. It's not my self-determination. It's not the power that I have within myself. But it's the power that's in me by the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I can be strong in ruling power. And I can stand my ground in the midst of whatever I face and whatever I'm looking at. Now, life can be very difficult, and life can be, bring on troubles and trials. I'll be the first to say amen to that because I've sure been through a lot of them. But I'm going to tell you, in the midst of that, I can be strong in the Lord. You know, when you feel your weakest, do you know that you have the power of God that you can lean on, that you don't have to be weak even though you feel weak and circumstances that are around you are trying to pull away the power that's in you, that's working in you, that energizing power of the Holy Spirit trying to just pull it out, get rid of it. But you can be strong in Him. And you can be strong in this ruling power. Now, it also, um, when it says, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, this word power means authority and dominion. And, you know, don't do this, okay, tonight, don't do this. Because you hear that word, you have authority, you have dominion, and then it, it means nothing. Don't let that be that way. Because this is a truth that if the weakest, smallest, most insignificant person in the Lord, which we're not insignificant, we're not the smallest, but you understand what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. If you will lean on the Lord and be strong in this ruling power, in this dominion, and in this authority that He has given you, you'll have that strong place with God in your life. And when you pray, things happen. And when you pray, God moves. So you pray and you don't panic. Amen? 
So we're to be strong in the Lord and this ruling power that we have in Him and in the power of His might. And that word might means forcefulness. Now, the one thing about the Holy Spirit, He doesn't force His way on anyone. But when you uh, have this might of God in your life, this forcefulness when you get in prayer. Uh, if, if you read the, uh, into the book of Ephesians 6, you will see that it's dealing with demonic powers and that's where your forcefulness is and that's where your dominion is and that's where your authority is because do you, you don't do that to God, do you? I mean, you're not bossing God around. That's not the point. But he's saying when you go into prayer, and it is talking about prayer. If you read on down there in verse number uh, 18, you'll see that prayer is what he's talking about, okay? And, and you'll just see that you have authority, you have dominion, and this forcefulness of spirit, even though we're harmless as doves. Harmless as doves, wise as serpents. Amen? All right, so we're to be strong and draw on our partnership with God because He abides in you. If the Lord is on your side, you don't have to fear. You don't have to get nervous. You don't have to think that things are not going to work out for you. You may be in the middle of the storm. You may be in the middle, you know, the water's all around you. But you do not have to sink and you do not have to go down. Now, that doesn't happen for everybody. It doesn't even happen for Christians that don't know who they are in Christ or don't know that their strength comes from the Lord and they can stand when others fall. If there's 10,000 that are falling around you, you don't have to fall. Well, how can that be? You're standing there watching them fall. You're, you're watching them go down. But he said, no, it'll not come nigh you. It doesn't have to happen to you. But you know what? That's not going to happen for people that don't have faith. It's not automatic. But faith is what pleases God. And faith in prayer is what is going to get something for you from the Lord and from that other dimension. Bring it out of there into here. It exists there. You're pulling it out. You're pulling it out bringing it into existence. Isn't that the truth? All right. So the Lord can work through us with this might and power and dominion and authority because he said, I'm going to heaven and I'm leaving this thing to you. Didn't he say this in my words in Matthew 28? He said, I'm going and I give you power. I give you authority here upon this earth. Now you be my representative. You be my ambassador in this earth. And you stand strong in the ruling power, in the authority and the dominion that I have given you. And I'm going to tell you, yeah, when I say those things, I'm not talking about something ridiculous that people do to make some outward display of how strong I am or, you know, you better get out of my way. You know what? you got to learn some wisdom. You don't do things like that. 
You can handle yourself quietly and you can handle yourself in a way and take care of those things in the spirit and nobody even has to know. I can get around situations and circumstances that are not the best and be around people that it's like, my Lord. And it's like, I bind that up in the name of Jesus. I found myself the other day, I, I was in a store somewhere and I'm just going down the aisle, just talking. And I know if people, they don't think anything about it today. They just think I'm on my phone, you know, with the earpiece or something. So I can just talk right out loud, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm not talking out so loud that they would hear what I say, but I'm talking as I go. And it's like, I wasn't even trying to do that. It's just like natural. It just came out, you know, talking to the Lord. Praise God. Okay. Um, so let's read verse number 12 now. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now there is a big revelation that we all need to learn about. And well, I know that I've read that before. Yeah, but how are you doing with that? When somebody rubs you the wrong way, do you understand that you're not wrestling with a person? Somebody's trying to get to you. Somebody's trying to rile you up. Somebody's trying to take your face. Somebody's trying to take your love walk. Somebody's trying to get at you. Somebody's trying to cancel your prayers. We do not wrestle with flesh and blood. You're thinking about somebody right now that you work with, and it, you just swear that they're the devil incarnate. But no, no. The devil might be using people. It's the truth. I mean, we all have been in situations like that, and it's like, my goodness, torment. For we wrestle not, we do not have this wrestling match that is going on in our life. Now, you know what wrestle means? Have you ever been seen wrestling? When I was a kid, wrestling was big. Ron and Don Wright, do y'all remember Ron and Don? I'm going to give you a warp your head off hold. Do you remember that? No, some of you don't remember it. Some of you do. But anyway, so when, when I was a kid, that would be on t television. You know, there was not satellites, so you didn't have all those programs on, on television. So I understand wrestling, except I, I just kind of always thought, this is not genuine. They're just making a show, a display. And... Um, and the elderly people would argue, no, that's real, that's real. It's like, no, 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 no. But anyway, I watched them wrestle, and they'd throw each other down. Well, you know this word wrestle, if you look it up, that's exactly what it means, throw down. We do not wrestle or throw down against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle against principalities and powers and all of that. We'll read that in just a minute. And so there's a throw down. So we're not supposed to be the one on the ground with the devil on our neck. That's what we're supposed to do to the enemy. He's supposed to be underneath our feet, doesn't that? You know, in the, in the Old Testament, they would go in and they would conquer a land. And when they would go in uh, and, and conquer it, they would bring the king out before they killed him and get him on the ground and put their foot on the enemy. Uh, leader's neck to your under my foot. And see, that's where the enemy's supposed to be to the church. And so we're supposed to throw down. And now don't be stupid with what I'm saying, okay? 
I'm talking about spiritually speaking. So um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, this is very interesting to me. These are categories, if you will, of evil spirits. Well, the devil's just the devil. Well, evidently not. That's not what that indicates. And, you know, when you uh, read over in Daniel, you know, when Daniel prayed and the, the Lord uh, revealed, you know, during that time I came from the, you know, I sent the angel uh, at the first when you started praying, but the prince of Persia. And so that was a ruling spirit. You see what I'm saying? That was in that area. So today we've got evil spirits that are in categories and, and principalities that is high-ranking devils, powers, that's authorities that rule, rulers of the darkness, that is uh, demon spirits that operate in the world system, in government, and that kind of thing. Lord have mercy, are we seeing that? I mean, the enemy is rearing his head in that way. Spiritual wickedness in high places, that's in the heavenlies. It's not talking about where God is or um, you know, that kind of thing. This is a sphere where uh, it's a dimension where these demon powers are. Now, if, if you think about that and you think about what goes on, what, go, what do you think, like, in, uh, say, I, evidently it's really taken over in the state of California. And, you know, it's sad because I know there's believers there and I know there's people that love God there, but that place has been totally taken over. And uh, I've seen these pictures of like San Francisco and it's not the only one. Los Angeles is pretty bad. And of course, we lived out there in that area for a little while and, um, you know, beautiful place, but they're destroying it. And it's, it, it is these principalities and powers that rule over certain areas and, and they manifest themselves with the traits that you are seeing. The filth, the drugs, you know, all of those kinds of things. San Francisco has been known for that for a long time. Well, see, that's, that's those demonic forces that have grabbed hold of that area, there needs to be some prayer and fasting. Nothing would be better than people gather in that state that live there, that have stronger authority there to deal with those things. And see, that's not just, that's not just happening there. It's happening in New York. It's happening in Chicago. It's happening in a lot of places now where these spirits gain the dominion and so what has to happen is God's people have to rise up in the power and the might and the strength right here in our city. When we see the things going on, we have to rise up in the power and in the strength of the Holy Spirit. And we have to wrestle in prayer and we have to have the authority and we have to take the dominion and we have to throw down, if you will, when it comes to prayer. And see that, I, I, you know, I, when, when you use the word militant, that, that's, you know, in my thinking many times has a bad connotation. 
because you think of militant, it's people that are, you know, just out of control or, uh, you know, doing things that, uh, that is not what is good for society. But see, as a militant believer, you know, I used that phrase a moment ago, harmless as a dove but wise as a serpent. You know what you're dealing with, but you're not going around causing chaos. But if the presence of Jesus causes chaos, so be it. So we see these different categories in these evil spirits, and we know that these are the things that we're dealing with in our life, and it gets increasingly stronger, heavier, and more powerful. And we see that. That's where we're going. Would you ever thought we'd be where we are today? I never did in my lifetime, but we're here. So what are the ways to stand your ground? It, it tells us in this scripture to stand our ground. And that means you don't give up ground, but you've possessed it and you're there. And he said, plant yourself and stand your ground. And so how do you do that? I started thinking about it. There's lots of ways. There's lots of ways that you do that. But I'll just name a few here. Praise. You stand your ground in praise. When you worship the Lord, we're just not going through motions or getting you ready. Oh, I don't care about all that. I just want to hear the word. Mm -mm, don't be like that. You need to praise God. You need to be a worshiper. That is important. I didn't understand that. I thought you just went to church and sing songs. You know, I just thought that's what you do. Just sing about the Lord, you know. But you're to worship and you're to praise Him. And there's ways that you do that. And if you read the book of Psalms, you begin to understand that. And then the different... Um, Ways to stand your ground. I'm talking about the Word of God. You stand your ground. His Word will not return void. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what people tell me. I'm praying the Word of God, and it is going to produce. I may be in heaven, but I'm going to tell you it's going to produce. And don't tell me that it's not, because I don't believe that. I believe that it will. You know, the Bible talks about in the book of Hebrews that there is a group of people that are in heaven watching and cheering us on right now and the things that they prayed for and the things that they believed for, their loved ones that they wanted to come to the Lord. I'm going to tell you, things are still happening on the earth to fulfill those prayers. And it's such a lovely thought. One day in heaven, those vials that are full of the prayers of the saints of God, the lid's going to be taken off, and God is going to be worshipped through those prayers. Your prayers are significant. I mean, if you're not just pray, praying, Lord, bless, well, bless me, Lord, bless them, Lord. You know, blessing is good, and I pray blessing, but if that's just what you pray and you don't go deeper and you don't, you know, seek the Lord, when I go into prayer, I ask God, what do you want me to pray about today? What is it that's on your heart that you want me to pray about? That's important. And then some things you know because it's situations that you're in, people that you're, you know, maybe your family and friends and those kind of things. And uh, obviously you pray what you know, but when uh, there are times we need to ask God, what is it that you want us to pray about? But we're to um, stand our ground through praise, through the Word of God, through fasting. Fasting is a way to stand your ground. And I tell you, it deals with that devil and it deals with your flesh. Amen. 
Um, where to, if, if you read on down through here, how to stand, stand your ground, besides those things I've mentioned, it's, uh, you know, standing in your position of righteousness. Don't ever lose that. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are. You've been bought with a price and you've been made righteous. The devil can condemn you. He can try to pull that away from you. But you are the righteousness of God. Stand your ground in that righteousness because it is a gift of God. You didn't earn it. He gave it to you. Amen. Very, very important. Then as you read on down through here, you see the renewing of your mind. That's a part of standing your ground. When the enemy's bombarding your mind, you put the Word of God on your mind and in your mouth and begin to speak that and begin to think that, and that is a way to stand your ground. And then also releasing faith. If you keep reading, you'll see that. Releasing your faith is a way to stand your ground. And don't be wishy-washy in your faith. Believe it or don't believe it. But believing it's better. Well, you know, I believe and I talk faith when I'm with my friends, but the rest of the time, no. I see people like that all the time, and I don't say it in a critical way. I say it in a way that imp it impedes your spiritual growth in, in the Lord and in your prayer power. You, you've, got to, uh, you've got to do it, okay? Release your faith and... Let's read verse number 18 as I'm wrapping this thing up. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And that uh, says also that in the Amplified, to pray with all manner of prayer. In other words, there's not just one prayer rule. There's different prayers that we pray, and we've taught that many times, and I'm not going to get into that. But all of that helps you to stand your ground in the Spirit. And what we're closing with that final thought is stand your ground in prayer with faith in your heart and righteous, a righteous consciousness stands your ground. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.